is Monday, September 12, 2022. This is the MBOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, joined by my co-host here on Monday evenings, Mr. Big Marcel. Apparently Friday evenings, because we did that emergency podcast last week. But uh, yeah, Marcel, hopefully that doesn't happen this week. Hopefully there's not a bunch of like shuffles at the last minute. Yeah. Um, we're going to be breaking down UFC Vegas 60 today, guys. We have 14 fights to break down, which is pretty crazy. So it's a big card. One of the bigger ones in recent memory. At this point in time, there is no opponent for Sadiq Yusuf because Jigar uh, Chikate obviously pulled out last minute. I I don't know if he's going to get an opponent. I, I'm thinking it's kind of doubtful, Marcel. I, I think you said it's kind of doubtful at this point. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. who they get, who they can get with like well, with four four days ago. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't think of. Not sure why what someone would take that fight, right? Like against a really tough dude on such short notice. Yeah. Unless it's a UF guy who's not in the UFC to get it. Yeah, contract. or unranked or something, you know. I mean, maybe. maybe, but why would Yusuf accept that one? Yeah. I agree. All right, so we're going to be breaking down all 14 fights, guys. Looking forward to talking about this card with you. Quick comment from Glenn. He's talking about the salaries in 278. They did come out. Yeah, I saw them. Uh, the, the salaries is really low. I'm, I'm hoping that costs a number. There's some extra under the table money. Uh, Richie Lang, I'm not surprised he's getting that that much. Actually, that least that uh, that less. Uh, I can't even think of the word. I'm not surprised he's getting screwed. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say. There was another guy, uh, Daniel Da Silva, got ten thousand. So we thought the minimum salary was twelve, Marcel. It's not. It's still ten, which is terrible. So, Joe, yes, some good matchups for sure. Looking forward to talking about these fights with you guys, Marcel. Really quick, like your thoughts overall on this card because we do have fourteen fights. So, what's your overall thoughts? It's an okay card. You know, there are some good fights on it. I really love the Gregory Rodriguez, Anthony, and, or uh, Chidi and Jokowani fight. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I like the Aljo Philly fight as well. Um, and th there are some, so Damon Jackson against uh, Pat Sabatini should be oh, on yeah. the main card. You know, yeah. th there, there are some fun fights on this card. There are also some fights where I'm like, hmm, I don't really care about. But overall, Listen, man, you know, we watch all fights, we watch the whole card, and overall it will be probably a good card. So, yeah. I think a card will be good. That's my honest thoughts. I think there's going to be a lot of finishes, and I think you're going to be a couple of uh, fighting the night contenders. Obviously, not a lot of big names on this card, but the matchups look pretty good. There's a couple of matchups that aren't great, but I think overall, out of the 14 fights, there's at least like maybe like, you know, eight or nine fights that I, I am looking forward to a lot. So, looking forward to breaking down this card with you guys. I think we should just get right into it, man. Not even wasting any time here, Marcel. So, let's just start off. First fight of the night, Nicholas Mata taking on Cameron Van Camp in UFC lightweight fight. And we got to stress that uh, both guys are coming off lock knockout losses here in their debuts. But now they're fighting uh, guys that – two guys are basically UFC newcomers. They both fought veterans in their debuts, obviously. Mata got knocked out by Jim Miller. Van Camp got knocked out Fialo. Not really like bad losses on paper. Odds for this one, Marcel, pretty steep actually in my opinion. You have uh, Mata right now, minus 210, plus 180 in Van Camp. Give me your pick. What do you think about the odds? Mata, clear favor here. But are we convinced you're going to win this fight? I'm not going to lie. I'm not really convinced. What do you think? Yeah, by the way, I'm laughing. I just got a message that uh, I got my uh, Alice in Chains Funko uh, set tomorrow. So Alice in Chains? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, really I love cool. Alice. They're one of my favorite I, bands. I, I actually got to see them a few years ago. They were great. With the new awesome. singer, obviously, but yeah. he's great. William Duvall is a great singer. I mean, he's not Lane Staley, but he's still amazing. So that's incredible. Anyways, give me your great thoughts man. on this. We'll talk yeah, about I'm sorry, man. Was... <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible, though. Yeah. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this fight was actually booked earlier, you know, last year. And uh, mm -hmm. the fight didn't went, didn't happen because because of injury. Uh, Nicholas Mada, I remember, I think he was a favorite going into that Jim Miller fight. Remember, we both was. were kind we were of surprised shocked. about it. Yeah. That made no sense. Yeah. So. And I still think Nicholas Mata is a good fighter, don't get me wrong. I think he's a talent, you know. Uh, if you look at Cameron Van Camp, Cameron Van Camp pretty much have every single title uh, a regional promotion has to offer where he fought. You know, he's a really, he has, a really, he has, he has some experience, you know. He fought Andre Fialo on short notice uh, earlier this year. I think he's a very good fighter, but I think Nicholas Mata is more upset, in my opinion. You know, I think Nicholas Mata is, I really like him. Uh, I, saw, I saw him fight many times. Um, I just think the Jamila fight was too early for him against a guy from that's from that's uh, how do you say that from that um, that status? Yeah. You know, um, I'm thinking Mata here. I don't see a finish. I think it goes to a decision, but uh, I, I expect a fun fight. I think Van Camp is a fun fighter. I like Mata as well, so I, I'm going with Mata here. But I'm I'm not sure, dude. I'm not sure. I I honestly kind of feel like this one go either way. That's my that's my thought. Mm -hmm. I'm leaning Mata just a little bit just because I, I, I agree with you. I think he's got more upside here. 
Um, just in general, I, I was like when he fought on contender, I was a little bit more impressed, but we got to stress, like they're both the same age. They're both 29. And and the other thing is Van Camp is a lot bigger guys. He's five inches taller, three, four inch reach advantage. Those things could come to play. And to be honest with you, I didn't think he looked half bad against uh, Fialo before the knockout. He, he actually rocked. No, I agree. I agree. He rocked him. So, you know, Mata looked like garbage, I thought, against Jim Miller. Mata, you look good on contender, but, you know, he was on the Ultimate Fighter a few years ago and lost him on that show. And that's one of the reasons I picked against him. I was like, he's been knocked out a couple of times, Marcel. I would not be surprised if he lost here. Um, I don't think it's a safe bet here to take Mata. I'm going to pick him because I do think he is the better fighter. But Van Camp, you know, he's got quite a bit of experience himself. He's fought some decent competition. Not great, I, I, but decent. Got a little bit more overall experience. Um I think someone gets finished. Though. I know you said decision. I think someone gets finished. I'm going to go modded by by knockout, but I actually think Van Camp could knock him out too. So, um, did, go ahead. Did I ever told you that Van Camp is the guy who was actually supposed to fight Pimblet against Van der Amini? You were supposed to fight Patty Pimblet? No, no. Remember when I posted that Patty was out of the fight? That that whole shit that got around yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember last was, September. It was actually yeah. last September. I remember. I'm looking yeah, right Frank, now. Yeah, yeah. I Frank remember. Was, uh, Frank Cat was actually the guy who was supposed to replace Patty against Van Yes, Lerine. I remember. I remember you DM me. You're like, hey, this guy. I'm like, who's Cameron Van Camp? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I actually did a tape study on the guy back then, and I thought he looked decent. But then he never fought, and then he basically got like cut and then re-signed. I think that's yeah. what happened. So. Anyways, Marcel, yeah. I mean, my pick's modded too, but I'm just, I'm not confident in this guy. I, 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 I agree. I'm with you. Yeah. Four years since Van Camp fought 155. That's that's a good point. Keep an eye on for the weigh-ins. And that can affect his chin too, right? That could definitely affect anyone's chin, cutting that, that weight. All right, let's get to the next fight here, guys. We got Tony Gravely taking on David Basharat. This is an awesome fight, Marcel. I feel like this fight should be higher in the card. I think this is oh, such a good fight, yeah. right? This yeah. should be in the main card, maybe. Like this is or, or future prelim, at least somewhere yeah. higher. Yeah, I'm surprised he's buried. Anyways, it, you know, like I said, there's some good fights in this card, um, especially deep into the card. Right now, the odds for this one, uh, pretty close. Minus 155, Basharat plus 135, Gravely open as a pick'em. Who's your pick in this one? So the thing is, like, it's super difficult. This one, you know, I really like Javid Basharat, and I think he's a very, really good fighter. He uh, pretty much destroyed Oran Kalam in the contender yeah, series. That was fun. Yeah, the racist guy, I, right? Yeah, and he actually listen. He could have finished that fight in the first round, but he didn't want it to finish in the first round. He he just went through the third round, and he pretty much finished him in the last minute. It's actually pretty pretty. Uh, how do you say that? Pretty rude, but <laughs> you know, if you can finish somebody the first, and you just throw it, do it in the third. Um, but yeah, yeah, this yeah, there's reasons, obviously, like you said, what right over Colon said. Um, and then against Trevin Jones, he looked really good. You know, I think it was a fun fight. And Trevin Jones is not a bad fighter at all. We saw that before. Uh, Tony Gravely, is it Gravely of Gravely? I still don't know. Um, yeah, I think Tony is a fun fighter to watch as well. I think uh, he looked he looked good in, in many of his fights in the UFC. Remember, he always beat uh, Nate Maness in the first round, and then Nate Maness came back in the second round and beat him. Now he has a two fight win streak against Oliveira and against Munoz. We both were on Munoz last time, I remember, and uh, we could, I think we were both kind of surprised that he he won against Munoz. We were both on Munoz, I think. Um, it's very difficult. I think it's a close fight. Um, I still favor Basharat a little bit here, a little bit. I'm going with a decision. When I don't see a, a finish, I'm going with Basharat, but I'm far from sure, dude. I think Gravely can can do work as well. So your pick is Basharat by yeah, decision. decision. Sp maybe a split even. Close. I think it's a competitive fight, but I, I like him too in this fight. I'm going to pick him. Um, it's 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 The thing that's interesting is Gravely is also kind of a wrestler, right? So that's why, because I think that's why it's interesting. Basharat, I think, is... I think his grappling's great, man. I think it's looked good. Um, I also think he's got some decent striking. Gravely's got some power, though. We saw that in the last fight. That was a brutal knocker. I, I don't know if it's the other guy's chin that was that the reason that happened, but he looked good. And even against uh, Nate Manus, and the, that guy's really good. You know, he dropped him and then came, he lost eventually, but looked good overall. You know, overall. But the the problem is, I know he says he's been working on it, but if you look through his career, Marcel, he's been submitted a lot, right? Like I think he's got seven submission losses or something. That's too many for me to pick him. I can't do it against a guy like Basharat, who's such a good grappler. And, you know, as far as, like, physically goes, I believe Basharat has some advantages here, guys. He's got he's got a four-inch height advantage. Same reach, which is surprising, but four inches of height. He is a little bit younger as well. I think there's more upside with him. I think it's a good fight. Both guys are solid, but 
I think Bosserat wins. I'm going to take it by submission. I'm going to look for the prop on that and see what it is if it comes out. I would take a, a shot at that prop on Bosserat by submission because that's how Gravy Lee is a lot of this fight. So, yeah, Gracie, Gravy is a good wrestler too, but you're right. He does gas. And also, like I said, the submission defense is not great, guys. He's been submitted historically quite a few times. So, that's my pick in this one, Marcel. We both have the same pick. Let's get to the next one here, guys. Maria Agapova taking on Julian Robertson, the Savage. Uh, so Demon Slayer versus the Savage Marcel should be a fun fight. <laughs> Odds on this one here. Uh, let's take a look. Odds right now minus 140, Julian Robertson, plus 120, Maria Agapova. Your quick thoughts on this fight? Yeah, man, Maria Agapova taking a little short notice because I think Robertson was supposed to fight Melissa Gatto, right? Um, he was supposed to fight last month, right? Yeah, uh, Agapova. So, yeah, okay, yeah, through Angela Hill, was it? I can't, was it? Let me double well, check. Like she events. was supposed to fight last month, guys. So we got, I just wanted to note that because she was training before something happened in, in training. And it was oh, she was supposed to fight Jion Kim, excuse me. Sorry. Oh, Jion Kim, okay. Yes. Six weeks ago. Uh, so, yeah. Go so, ahead. Um, yeah, Agapova, she's now with MMA Masters, right? Um, yeah, she be, she got she lost against Morose, and I didn't expect that, actually. I didn't. Uh, I remember I was like, Morose, she's more like busy with her only fans. But she looked good, you know, she looked good in the fight, in my opinion. If you look at Jillian Robertson. Jillian Robertson is a girl, like, if she can implement her game plan, she looks really good. But if she can't implement her game plan, she looks really off, you know? Yeah. Uh, she's really inconsistent, but so is Agapova as well, you know? The thing is, I think that if Jillian Robertson can take her down, she can, she can win the fight, you know? And Agapova is getting taken down often, in my opinion. I remember the Tracy Cortez fight where she got completely out-wrestled in that fight mm -hmm. for three rounds. Um, and there are more. So for me, it's like, it's it's difficult to pick because both are very inconsistent, but my gut feeling says that Jillian Robertson wins the decision here. I think someone gets finished in this fight. I'm going to say that right now. Agapova's gas tank is, is pretty bad. And most of her fights do end inside the distance. Robertson, most of her wins have come by submission. I think I think this fight doesn't go the distance first. So I got a, a different take on that one. Um, I think it's a pick-up fight. I really do. I think it can go either way. They're both very inconsistent, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. Robertson probably has fought better competition overall. But Agapova's fought some decent competition, too. I think Agapova, honestly, is the more talented fighter overall but the the gas tank's bad the submission defense is bad so it wouldn't surprise if she loses i'm gonna pick agapova though um to win by uh, tko i think she could finish her robertson with strikes but i'm not betting on this fight dude i don't trust either girl i'm just taking agapova because again i think she has a little bit more upside she's a little bit younger a little bit longer a little bit taller southpaw if she if she doesn't gas as hard as she has been which is very likely like, if she looks like she did in the – remember the Mazel fight? She didn't gas in that fight, right? She yeah. looked great. If she's if she shows up like that, she'll win this fight, in my opinion. So, yeah. Drop her, finish her with strikes. But if she doesn't, she's going to get submitted herself. I think the fight does not go the distance. Um, every every time I hear the name Agapova, I have to think about tennis and that because of Sharapovas. <laughs> I'm just looking at the odds. It actually came out today. The under came out with plus money. It's been flipped. So now it's it's actually minus money. So people are kind of seeing what I'm seeing, Marcel, with the finish being online, probably because of the gas tanks and – the bad submission defense, honestly, of, of Agapova, right? But I think Roberts is also defensively flawed. So, again, small pick with, with Agapova by TKO, guys. Maybe I'll take a look at that prop, but... I wouldn't have to put money on this one, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. There's 14 fights, right? So I'm trying to pick my spots, but Marcel, like I've been saying, like there, there's a lot of value in these props sometimes. So maybe I'll take a look at mm -hmm. uh, an Agapova-TKO prop, potentially. <sighs> Joe likes Jillian. Fair enough. Robertson has lost to qualifiers. Agapova is up there. Probably. You're probably right. True. Yeah. Under that's why I'm looking to sign collectibles. To quote, to, to quote Atman's brother Leon Shabazian, never put money on fucking women fights because they are obviously always super close. Ah. Many split decisions all the time. You know it can go either way. I get what people. I get people saying and that. I, I hear people say all the time, like don't bet on heavyweight fights. But guess what? Like there's still value behind every fight is different. You never know. I, there's more variance. I agree with that. Makes it riskier for sure. But I wouldn't say as a rule you shouldn't bet on women's fights. I think there's some fights to it's bet on. Rule, this is just not one I don't think you should buy it bet on. So I'm with you on that. Andrew, what's up, man? Glad to have you here, buddy. A look was asking about that fight from last week contender. Jamie Lawson looked horrible. I can't believe how yeah. bad he looked. The guy looked like, like he never wrestled in his life. How was he a wrestler in college? Crazy. That makes no sense. Look bad, eh? Marcel was horrible. Julian gets discouraged. That's that, that's what I'm seeing here too. I, I think they're both kind of front runners, man. It's kind of like Kutalaba, both of them. They're like the women version. Like, if things are going well, they'll do well. If they're going bad, they'll do bad, in my opinion. So, 
Heavyweight's worse than win. Yeah, heavy. I think heavyweight's got a little bit more variance probably with the one punch power, right? Love Bang wins a underdog decision like Reed. That was a good pick. Um, I'm taking Agapova by TKO, like I said. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Another way fight, Marcel Trey Ogden taking on Daniel Zellhuber. This is a fun fight, man. I, I, I Sorry, it's not featherweight, excuse me, lightweight fight. My apologies. Um, right now, the odds for this one. Uh, Zellhuber is a pretty big favorite here, Marcel. He is uh, minus 260 and plus 220 on Trey Ogden, who obviously lost his UFC debut. So your thoughts on this fight, my friend? Like James Lynch would say, the floor is yours. I mean, I, I don't think this is a hard fight to call at all. I, I like Daniel Zellhuber here a lot. I, I don't think there's a lot to like about Trey Ogden personally. Um, losing to Jordan Levitt is not a, the great look, especially the way the fight played out. Basically got like low kicked and lost just because of kicks. The guy's got some submissions. We've seen that. If the fight hits the ground in this fight, he could win the fight. But, bro, I got to be honest with you. I think Zell Huber's like part of this next wave of like young uh, up-and-coming Mexican fighters, man. He's not getting talked about enough. I know you were talking about before the contender, and you were like, keep your eye on this guy. I think he wins this fight all day. Um, he's got a, a huge age advantage, 10 years, guys. He has a five-inch reach advantage. He's taller. He's more talented. He's a better striker. I, th- I think he finishes Trey Ogden with, with strikes. That's why I see his fight going. And Ogden has never been knocked out. I'm just looking right now. But I still think Zellhuber can knock him out. If not, I think it will win decision. But I, I think Zellhuber wins all day. Much better striker. He keeps the fight standing wins for sure. Really like him here. The odds are spot on. I think he should be a decent sized favorite. What do you think? Yeah, Ogden's going to be knocked out the first time in this fight. You know, I think Daniel Zellhuber stops in the first round. I'm really high on the dude. Um, even before Contender Series, but that Contender Series fight, do it against Lucas Almeida. And we saw how Lucas Almeida made his debut He's in the UFC. really good, too. Remember I picked him in, in his fight against... Uh... You did, Trezano. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's really good. They're both good. They're both good. So. Absolutely. And I think that was one of the better fights last year in the Contender. That's and awesome. uh, yeah, I'm picking Zell Huber. I think he knocks him on the first one, probably with ground and pound. So uh, TKO, KO strikes. I'm I'm with we all have the same pick on this one, guys. I just what's why would you pick Ogden because of the ground game? I guess you think that he could take him down. I just I don't even see that. I mean, listen against Jordan Levitt's a hard guy to take down. I guess kind of. I mean, I know he just got submitted, but I just think Zell Huber Marcel. I'm guessing he's just training his takedown defense like crazy the last couple of years. It's only 23 guys. He's got a lot of potential, Marcel. I think he could be really good in this division. Like, there's so many young good fighters in the UFC right now. This is one of them. Me too, John. I can't wait for his debut. Zell Huber is very smooth, very good. Surprised Ben Rangel. What's up, man? I'm surprised more fighters don't gas more often. I'm not sure about you. My gas tank varies. I've got a cold. It's bad. Imagine fighters go through a lot. Of, like, I always talk about this, man. Like You never know what they're going through in their personal life. That's why you, sometimes you'll watch a fight and you'll be like, how did this guy look so bad? He might have felt like shit that day. You never know, right? You really never know. It's not a team sport where you like if it's football, you're hiding. The, you know, There's 53 guys on a roster. You can hide. I'm talking about American football. Hockey, you got 20 guys, right? Um, so you can hide if a guy's like not playing well. You can still win. But when you're yeah. one-on-one, Marcel, and you're having a bad day, you're not going to win. <laughs> yeah, that's the fun with a team sport. You know, if there, are tw- if there are 20 guys and you are the only one with a bad day, the other 19 guys will probably make sure you can still probably win, you know? But if you're on your own and you have a bad day, you're fucked, you know? Yeah, so, no, yeah. for sure. So we went to Tiger Muay Thai Extreme Couture. The guy's a beast. He's going to do well. Let's go to the next fight here. Loma Luke Bumi taking on Denise Gomes. She's taking the fight on short notice. Filling in for uh, who was it again? Let me double check. You, you know who for it is. Diana Balbita. Balbita. And I think that I, I actually really liked Loma in that fight against Balbita. Um I think this is actually a harder fight, even though the odds are more wide now. Um, because against Balbita, actually, no, they were about the same. They're about the same now that I look at it. I thought the, I felt more confident about Balbita because Balbita's striking defense is like non-existent. She does not move her head. Right, Gomez is a better striking defense, and she just fought a couple weeks ago. She looked pretty good in her fight, not great, but looked good, got good enough to be signed. Loma has uh, she hasn't fought in almost a year now. Um, but here's the thing we know her, her, her wrestling's not great, but her take your striking is good. We know that if this is a pure striking battle, I do think Loma's probably the better pure striker. That's why I'm going to pick her here. But I think Gomes is solid, man. I think it's going to be a very close fight. I think the judges get involved in this one. Could be a split decision, too. This could be a split, guys. Because I think that they're pretty evenly matched. I think, you know, the strikes are going to come from both girls. Loma by decision, potentially a split would be my pick here. But I do think there's upset potential with the dog. What do you think, man? Yeah, I'm taking the dog here, man. There you go. I I don't blame you. I'm going to say that. Go ahead. 
I, I think it's a super close fight, man. And uh, Denise Gomez, she fought recently. She didn't look bad at all. You know, I think she looked pretty decent. Decent. Uh, for Loma, I think, and, and this is the thing, you know, uh, Denise is only a little bit uh, longer than her. But Loma is kind of short for the division, you know, mm -hmm. and a straw weight. I don't wait would be so much better for her. And I think the UFC should implement that division, in my opinion. Um, I think super close fight. Uh, Loma probably has the edge in the striking, but I think Denise Gomez can take the fight to the ground as well, you know. Yeah. So that's where, where my thing is for a for 50-50 thing. And I'm 50-50 on this. I'm yeah. going with the dog here. Uh, I think um, it's too wide, in my opinion. It should be more of a, a – maybe not a pick. -em. I think Loma should be a little bit more favored here, but not as wide as it is right now. So I'm taking uh, – That's fair. Gomez. I think that's fair because minus 250, I think it is a little wide. Um so I think it's dog or pass based on the line. My, again, my pick's going to be Loma. I think she'll win the decision. I do think the fight goes over two and a half rounds. I think it goes the distance. I think the judges get involved. I think it'll be close. And Marcel might be right about this one taking the dog. So like you said, Marcel, on, in a lot of these women's fights, it's not a bad idea to take the dog. A lot of dogs win in the women's fights. We know that. So don't blame me at all, my friend. Uh, I just have, Andrew says he's uh, having a hard time picking it. Dane White's contender series debut in on short notice. I agree. How, having said that, she just fought, right? So she's fresh. Um, but did take a little bit of damage in that fight. You know, it wasn't like she just got out unscathed. It was a pretty uh, competitive fight. But yeah, I think Loma is the more tactical striker. She should win this fight. I'm just saying, like, she's not really a knockout artist, right? So it's going to go to the scorecards. But it's like you never know with the judges. So that's kind of my thoughts on on this one, guys. Let's go to the next fight here. Another women's fight, Marcel. We got a lot of them on this card apparently. This one's Aspen Lag against Sarah McMahon. Let me ask you a question before I even get into the fight. What are the odds this fight even happens? Like, does Aspen Ladd even make weight on Friday? Are you confident she makes weight? I'm not. I'll be honest uh, with you. Yeah. You, you too, eh? You're a little yeah. bit worried, eh? Yeah. Odds for this one, Aspen Ladd is the favorite. Minus 125, minus 105, on, uh, excuse me, plus 105 on Sarah in the comeback. Sarah actually opened as a favorite here, minus 180, so the line's completely flipped. And it seems like there is quite a bit of money, or at least there was initially coming in on Ladd to make the line go the other way. Uh, let me start with this one, man. I'm going to start no, with this sure. one. I don't trust uh, Aspen Ladd at all, dude. I got to be honest with you. I don't trust her anymore. I, I This was two or three years ago. Obviously, I would have picked her, but I think she's regressed. I think she's getting worse. I thought she looked terrible against Raquel Payton. She looked terrible against Nora Dumont. Those are her two fights since she's came back. She's obviously missed weight. She's had multiple botched weight cuts. Oh, man, I, I can't believe what she's looking like because she's still young. She's only 27. It's crazy, right? But I just think she's on a decline. Um I think that uh, the UFC kind of rushed her up the ladder with that Durandamy fight. She has never really recovered since then, Marcel, you know? Um, although the stoppage obviously was a little questionable, but still never recovered from that. And McMahon, such a hard fighter to kind of bet on, right? Like she's so inconsistent. You talked about Robertson and Agapola being consistent. What about Sarah McMahon, dude? Like super inconsistent, right? You never really know what you're going to get from her. She looks great in some fights, looks horrible in others. But she looked great in her last fight against Carol Rosa, who I think is a really good prospect. That surprised me how good she looked in that fight. Um, and she looked great against Juliana Pena before she got submitted too. So I, mm -hmm. I'm leaning towards Sarah McMahon, even though she's 42 years old. <laughs> Sorry, 41. She turns 42 in two weeks. I can't believe I'm picking a 40-plus fighter in a women's fight especially, but I don't trust Aspen Ladd, and I have a little more faith with the man in wrestling, but I don't know, Marcel. Get me away from this fight. You talk about stay away fright? This is the classic example. McMahon, by decision, after gassing out the third round and barely hanging on and winning. That's that's my pick here. <laughs> What's your thoughts, man? Uh, yeah, a lot. Uh, I always like Aspen Ladd, but, I mean, she... For some reason, it doesn't click anymore for her at certain moments, you know. And um, can she get into going against Sarah McMahon? It's difficult. Sarah McMahon did look pretty decent as of lately, in my opinion. Um, uh, it's so difficult, man. It's really a difficult fight. I would never pick or I would never put money on this fight. Um, yeah. But like you said, Sarah McMahon gasses lately, yep. you know, yep. and she's all She's getting older, you know, and Aspen Ladd. I still have the feeling Aspen Ladd has potential, but she has to flip a switch certain way to get back to where she was before. And I think she might lose the first round, second round will be competitive, but third round she probably finishes her. So I'm going that, with a finish round. That's something to keep an eye on for sure. I think a third round TKO maybe um, for Ladd is something 
to place a bet on potentially if the odds are really good. If you get like, you know, you might get really good odds on that. You might get like plus 2,000 on that third round knock or something like that. I know someone in the chat just mentioned that. So I'm not, I got to pick Let's just to annoy me shut the 18. You know? Totally so, fair. Um... <laughs> totally fair. Lad with two losses, six kind of losers last scheduled. 26 pound fight day weight gain, shoulder extreme cut is no best four wins. Completely agreed. I, like I said, I think there's a chance this fight not even happen, guys. Yeah. This is kind of what I've seen, McMahon, but it's, again, don't trust her in the third round. Is potentially a fight a round should get finished. Ah, a couple other questions. Ben Rangel, pressure with your roster and all. I appreciate it. I mean, I think me and Marcel know these fighters pretty well. Uh, this was the Kevin Sarvoski guy supposed to fight uh, Jamie Lawson last week. He just fell off the card. No idea. Do you, injury or visa? Who knows? Not sure. Maybe you'll get another fight next joint contender. I'm not 100% sure about yeah, that. The, by the way, that you saw the UFC, they, they posted during the broadcast, the Dana White Contender Series Week 8 and Week 10, and they completely forgot Week 9. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you. I was actually going to message you, but I'm like, where can I find the Week 9 card? Because someone, someone some, else was asking me. And, yeah, uh, I saw the book. They were supposed to show that on the UFC Paris card, on the main card, but they forgot. Oh, that's so funny. Well, it's classic uh, UFC, right? Let's hope they don't forget the tribute to Elias Theodoro. Let's just, I'm just going to yeah, say that right now. Yeah. Let's hope they don't do that. All right, let's get to the next fight here, guys. This one's uh, this one's kind of interesting. Trevin Giles against Luis Cossi. Um, Giles right now minus 205, Cossi plus 175. What do you think about this one, man? Kind of a, a weird fight in the uh, welterweight division. What do you think? It's a weird fight, definitely, if you think about it, that, that Trevin Giles fought Ryan Spann in LFA at light heavyweight. So... <laughs> um, yeah, Louis Cosi with uh, his brother Orion. We both came from the Contender Series last year. Uh, Louis uh, had a fight against Sasha Palatnikov from the UFC and got finished. I don't think Sasha Palatnikov isn't even in the UFC anymore right now. He's uh, back to UIA Warriors, I think. Trevin Giles. I think Trevin Giles is a pretty good fighter, man, but he, he screwed himself in a few of the fights. I mean, the Zach Cummins fight, the Gerald Mershaw fight, he lost in the third round in fights I think he looked pretty decent in. Uh, the James Cross fight, we talk about that many times. I think James won that fight. No disrespect to Trevin Giles. Um, he he pretty much, I still think he's he's talented. You know, he just lost to two better fighters last time, you know. To Drickus Duplessis, who's, in the, who's likely being in the top 15 soon. And against, or he is already, I think he is. And against uh, Michael Morales, which I'm very high on, the Ecuadorian guy. So, and Kosi. Also, his gas tank, it, it troubles me, you know. So, um, and Giles, I think Giles or Giles, whatever I have to call him, I think he knocks him off, second round. <sighs> That's my lean, too, but I don't feel confident at all betting on him after the last couple of fights. I think his chin is kind of compromised at 170. You've seen him get knocked out twice. To, to be fair, to, to good fighters, Morales and Duplessis, I'm almost wondering if this was a good move to go down to this division. The problem with this guy is Marcel. How many fights has he been winning and then he ends up losing, right? Like, it's hard to yeah. trust this guy, honestly. Those Cummings and Marcel fights. He was winning those fights, just mm-hmm. completely gave it up. Um, he's got all the experience, obviously. He's fought better competition. I mean, there's no doubt. I have to pick yeah. him here. Um, Kossi had the one fight two years ago, completely gassed out in the third round and got finished as a huge favorite. Remember, he was minus 600 and lost to Palatnikov. Um, who's not in the UFC anymore, which is it's kind of weird always, I think, when that happens. Like when one guy beats a guy who's not in the, in the UFC, but he hasn't been fighting. He's going to get another chance. I think it is a must-win fight for him. Though. If he loses, he'll probably get released. Um, he's got some potential, Marcel, to, to finish the fight. Obviously, he's got some power, but don't trust him. So, Giles by... Uh, I think the fight ends inside the distance, too, actually. I'll say that right now. Odds on that. We don't have the... The fight doesn't go the distance yet, but under one and a half is, is plus money. I don't know if I'd do that, but I think the fight doesn't go three rounds. Maybe second, third round finish. Maybe even first round, who knows? But I, I, I got to go with Giles. So my pick, Giles by Tico, that's what I'm thinking. I bet Giles after first is not a bad idea at all. Um, cost you under 20 minutes of cage time. Long time out, interest he improves. I mean, he could, you're right, Glenn. He could look better. That's always a, a chance, right, that a young fighter could look better. Um, so it's possible. And obviously his brother just fought a couple weeks ago and uh, or last month and won that fight, right? So... You never know, but I think Joss has the advantage. He's taller, longer, um, more experienced. He should win the fight. Let's go to the next one here, guys. We got Damon Jackson taking on Pat Sabatini. I think this is one of the better fights on the card. I do think it should have been in the main card, but they put it on the prelims. Either way, this is an interesting fight. Right now we have Pat Sabatini is the favorite here, Marcel. He is minus 180, plus 155 on Damon Jackson. Your thoughts, my friend? 
so, so far fight, but it's difficult, you know. I think you know Damon Jackson. I really like him. I think I think he's a very underrated guy. I think I said it before, um, and that's because of his first uh, UFC run, and then he got the, that knockout against Kabulayev in PFL. People underestimate him, but since his return to the UFC, man, he has got four wins, only one loss against uh, Ilya Tupuria, which is a future top contender in my opinion. Um, not taking on Pat Sabatini. Pat Sabatini is still uh, undefeated in the UFC, 4-0. Didn't look, did, had a problem. Actually, it's fun, right? He had four wins in the UFC, three by decision, and one finish by Hugh Luke. And that win, that finish by Hugh Luke in the first round against Jamal Amos is the fight where he looked bad, actually, in the first round. And he almost got finished, but he got that Hugh Luke. Um, I remember Pat Sabatini... Um, he got his arm broken, right, by James Gonzalez yeah. a few years ago when he was fighting for a title. I think it was at CFFC. And uh, that was the moment when everybody was thinking, like, he's next in the UFC. And then it took him a little bit longer to get in the UFC. Still, super super fun guy. I think he's a Daniel Gracie guy with, uh, with Petrovsky, um, Wells, with yep. uh, Brady, with these guys, you know. Um Oh, man, it's a difficult fight, but I, I think Pat Sabatini will, will edge it out probably. I think it will be super close fight. I don't see it going to uh, – I don't see a finish here. But uh, I'm going with a decision win for Pat Sabatini. But it should, should be a good fight. It should be a cracker, to be honest. It's a good fight. I, I think Pat wins, though. I, I, I really like him in this fight. I think he matches up well with Damon Jackson. You know, Damon's a great grappler, right? But Pat matches up, I think, in that realm of the game. And then the striking, I think, Pat's a little sharper. Like you said – uh, that camp is just on fire right now. I mean, Damon's got some advantages here with the experience, and he's an amazing submission artist. One thing I did notice, too, is he's never lost a decision, so that's interesting. But I think this, this is going to lose a decision in this fight. That's my take, Marcel. I think he loses the decision. I think Pat edges him out. Just, I think it's going to be competitive, but I think ultimately he's the more well-rounded fighter, and he's got so much momentum coming into this fight that I do think he wins the fight. So Sabatini by decision is my pick, guys. That's what I think. I agree completely with this guy. Pat's looking great. He's looking great. Um, and I'm not sure about these guys at all. I, I don't have any updates on, on those guys, unfortunately. Uh, although they are kind of Canadian, I guess, right? Bigfoot or not? Is that his name Kyle Bigfoot Machado? Is that his nickname? Is that, I want to say it is, or something. Sure. I know. I know. Iron pulled out of his title fight against uh, Malakin. Yeah, Bigfoot. So. Who? Who did? Who did? Iron put out of pulled out of his title fight against Malakin. So right. uh, and and one championship. Yeah, so, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I didn't think Jackson looked great against uh, Dan Ortega, and that's a fight he should have dominated and probably finished that fight against the smaller guys. So. Kind of my thoughts on that one. Let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. We got Anthony Hernandez taking on uh, Mark Andre Barrio. Fluffy, our boy Fluffy, is back right now. And my my guy Barrio, the fellow Canadian, right? So great fight. Minus 180, Hernandez. Plus 155, Barrio. Your thoughts? I want the perfect French pronunciation from you, Adam. Mark Andre Barrio. Is that yeah. good? Mark Andre Barrio or something. I think yeah, that's pretty great. That's, that's probably even better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Andre. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I think it's a fun fight, you know, 185. I think Anthony Hernandez, um, he, he actually, he, I like his fight against Josh Frampt. You know, I was a short notice fight. He was actually supposed to fight, who was he supposed to fight? Duplessis last time? Or I think so. What, yeah. And then he got Frampt uh, last last second. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he made he made a fun fight of it. And before that, in my opinion, at the submission of the year against Rodolfo Vieira, that was mm -hmm. huge. Nobody expected that at all. Uh, Mark Andre Barrio, fun fighter, but super inconsistent as well. You know, uh, he looked good against uh, Jordan Wright last time out, which I expected. But the Shidi and Jokowani fight, man, he got got finished within 20 seconds. So yeah, uh, yeah. So the thing is, I think he looked better than before in the UFC. You know, because his first four fights he didn't want. I know one he won, but it was a no contest because of whatever happened. Yep. Um, thing is, I. I, I I favor Fluffy here, dude. I like Mark Andre Barrio a lot, but I favor Fluffy here. I think um, I think his ground game uh, will, will be a difference here. Although Mark Barrio is Mark Andre Barrio, my God, isn't uh, even bad. But uh, yeah, I think in Fluffy, I think he wins. Um, I'm going with a decision win here, but uh, I think he he's for the dominant factor in this fight. I have the same thoughts on this fight, actually. So I'm 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 thinking Fluffy wins too, and. Again, I think the grappling is the difference, right? Because he's averaging 5.39 takedowns, guys, per 50 minutes. That's very high. And that's over, what, six fights in the UFC. So he's, he goes for takedowns, gets them. Barrio's got pretty good takedown defense. It's not amazing, but it's pretty good. 
I do think eventually he'll just break him. I know Barrios improved the cardio, but I still think Hernandez has got the better gas tank overall. Um, Barrios super tough to finish. That's I'm kind of leaning a decision like you, so I guess we have the same thoughts on this fight. Uh, so yeah, Barrio, uh, or sorry, Hernandez by decision is my pick. I'm actually curious to see what the odds are when that comes out as far as a prop goes. But uh, I, yeah, I'm thinking uh, Hernandez does get the win here. So that's my thoughts on this fight. Um, a local, I mean, you're asking a lot of questions that are not really related to this card. No, no offense, man, but I, we got to stay on topic here. You can ask me after if you don't mind. Um, as soon as we're done the, the previews, you can, you're welcome to ask any of these questions. Trying to, I'm trying to stay on top of if I can. It's it's hard to do like ten things at once. Most people I watch their previews they don't even take questions during the show, so I think I do a pretty good job balancing it. But just gotta keep my eyes on the on the price here. Gerald, do you think more smart money is placed on fights on the prelims compared to the main card? Randy, people spend on who they for heads. Up? I don't think so, because I think the limits are higher on on the main card, right? So if you look at a lot of sports books, they'll, they'll take more money on the main card fights, especially the, the main events or title fights. So. That's my thoughts on that. Let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. We got Tanner Boster taking on Rodrigo Nascimento. That's what I said. Like, there's so many fights in this card, guys. It's crazy. Um, odds on this one. Uh, right now, we have minus 180 on Bozer, plus 155 Nascimento. Who do you think wins this one? Uh, the Bulldozer over Yogi Bear. Who wins? I feel like this fight got booked 10 times or something. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I feel like Tanner Bozer. Tanner Bozer is a guy who is was underestimated man in the division in my opinion you know uh i remember when he lost to to serial gun everybody was like okay because serial gun wasn't that big of a deal back then remember it was like i think it was a second fight for surreal or, or stirred and uh, he went to him with a decision to, to he went to him to with scorecards i remember uh, after that two quick knockouts or one quick knockout and then another knockout of a Pessoa and philippe Lins. The Arnoski fight, man, I, I, I kind of feel like that Bozer could have won that one. It was a close fight, you know, and the Latifi fight even more. <laughs> so uh, after that, he got he got very pissed, I remember, and uh, he, he knocked out OSP after that. Uh, Rodrigo Nascimento. I remember when I saw Nascimento fight in the Contender Series and then he, he uh, stopped Dante Mace. I was like, this guy can become somebody in the heavyweight division. Then he gets brutally knocked out by Chris Dawkins within a minute. And... Uh, yeah, then he won against Alan Bodo and it got overturned because of uh, USADA thing. Hasn't fought since 2020. It's been a long time for him. Um, I, I like Rodrigo a lot, but I got a favorite Tano Bozo here, man. I, I feel like Tano Bozo had the, had the better opposition he faced, and he didn't look bad at all so far, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I'm taking Tano Bozo. I'm taking him with a... I take him with a decision win. Maybe a late stoppage, but I'm going with a decision win for Tano Bozo here. I think the thing about Bozer is like in decisions, Marcel in the UFC, he's, he hasn't really won them. That's the problem, right? Like, I think he should have beat uh, Orlovsky and, and Latifi probably, but he lost. So, in his wins, he's been knocking guys out for the most part, except for the Spitz fight. Nascimento got brutally knocked out by uh, Dawkins, right? It's hard to not forget about that. He does have good ground game. I do think he's a pretty good heavyweight. I think he could win this fight. I'm going to stay away from this one, but I'm picking Bozer by knockout too. So, that's my pick in this one. I think he can catch his chin. But again, you know, man. If this guy can get into the ground, he can submit him potentially. Um, I do think Nascimento is not bad, but he barely fights, right? It's hard to pick mm -hmm. the guy. So I'm yeah. picking Bozer. Um, that's my lean. Bozer is more complete, but that's why we take him down Southern on like TV. That's kind of how I'm, I'm looking at the fight as well, man. So we have the same thoughts on that one. Let's go to the uh, next fight here, guys. We've got Joe Pfeiffer, body bags, Marcel, taking on Alan Amadovsky in the UFC uh, middleweight division. And I... I'm really surprised Amadovsky even got another fight. I want to be honest with you guys. Let's go the odds quickly. Uh, this is actually a very competitively fight, uh, lined card, but this fight sticks out like a sore thumb. Minus 435, Joe Pfeiffer, plus 350, Alan Amadovsky. I mean, is there anything else to be said? Joe Pfeiffer knocks him out in the first round. I think this is such an easy fight to call. Look for that prop, Joe Pfeiffer, Joe Pfeiffer by first round knockout. I'm not even sure why this guy's in the roster. I don't really get it. I guess they're keeping me around just to get an easy win for Pfeiffer because we know Dana likes Joe Pfeiffer. That's why he's on the main Obviously, card. Yeah. Yeah. He shouldn't, just be honest, he shouldn't be on the main card, right? But the UFC really I, likes this guy. I but, mean, his teammate, Pat Sabatini, is 4-0 in the UFC and he's on the prelims. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pfeiffer, first round knockout. I feel confident that he knocks him out. Your thoughts? 
Yeah. I mean, Amadovsky, I remember him outside the UFC, looked like the next big thing in the UFC. Hasn't looked good at all, man. Got completely dominated by Christoph Jatko in his UFC debut. Got knocked out by fucking John Phillips, who went one at five in the organization or one at six. I don't know. And then uh, recently he got submitted by uh, Joseph Holmes, you know. Hasn't looked good at all, man. Um, cannot cannot pick him. And Joe Pyfer looked really good against Ozzy Diaz in the contender yeah. series. Oh, yeah. Really like what I saw there. Um, and I think everybody did. So uh, I'm actually surprised that I, I think the, the odds could be even higher, you know. So I'm taking Joe Pye for first round knockout as well. Yeah, I don't think Alan Davidovsky should be in the UFC. I really don't think he's that good. And you're right. He was looking good for, before the UFC. That's because he was in Bellator. Marcel in the Bellator prelims in Italy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So nothing special about this guy at all. How do Orlovsky can't play? Oh, you're talking about that fight with Bozer? I thought Bozer <laughs> got robbed personally. But anyway, let's go to the next fight here. Uh, this fight should be pretty good. Andre Feely taking on Bill Algio, and this is another uh, competitive fight according to the odds makers. Marcel Andre Feely is a slight favorite here, minus 120 plus 100 on Bill Algio. Can I start on this one again? Yeah, for sure. Thoughts? Go ahead, man. I like Bill Algio on this fight, Marcel. I think he wins the decision against uh, Andre Feely. I, I just think Andre's on the decline now, guys. You know, he's been in the UFC for nine years, almost 10 years next year. Um, he's extremely inconsistent. He, he's a win loss, win loss, win loss kind of guy, and he actually hasn't won since 2020 now. Um, he's, he's on a little bit of a skid. He got brutally knocked out by Burrito in his last fight. Um, I just don't think he's looking that good. I think he's on a decline. I think it's a fade spot for him. Bill Algio, he's, his crazy thing is, Bill's actually a year older than, than Andre, which is really surprising when I saw that. But I think he's like more in his prime, if that makes sense, like fighting prime anyways. It's, he's probably taking a little bit less damage in his career. They both have a, the same amount of fights, basically. Actually, you know, uh, Felix got 31 and uh, Algio 22, so slightly less fights for Algio, but obviously experienced. Um I just think he's going to, you know, outwork this guy and win a decision. Uh, they actually have that common opponent with uh, Brito, and you saw all those two fights went. That's something to keep in mind. You never know. Can't do any math, but yeah. I like Algio as a dog. He's one of the dogs in this car. I do think wins. I think he wins a decision. That's my pick, and I, I feel decent about it, Marcel. I, I think that's the way this fight goes. Your, your quick thoughts? Yeah, I remember the first time I heard the name Andre Touchy Feely. Such a I heard it. Name. Yeah, I heard it as Andre Touch Me Feely. So I was like, huh? But it's Touchy, yeah. Um, by the way, I think Megan Olivi uh, invented that name. Um, yeah, man, I, I also pick Aljo here, man, by a decision. I feel like, I, I also don't feel like Aljo should be the underdog here. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm happy he is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Aljo decision. I, I think the same. I think Feely. No disrespect to the guy, but he didn't look good against uh, Joe Anderson Brito last time. And he had more times that I was like, mm, not really, you know. And um, I feel like Philly had a lot of potential, but the potential, the full potential has never come out, man, so far. So uh, Bill Aljo looked better every fight. I remember he was in trouble against Herbert Burns the last time out. Herbert Burns gassed himself out, got injured as well. But he looked good, Aljo, man. He took over and he finished him. So... Um, I'm taking Bill Algio, and that was recent. It wasn't July, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking Bill Algio. He did take his fight on short notice, something to keep in mind, but he just fought, right? Plus 175. Pardon? Sorry? Who was really supposed to fight again? I think it was someone else. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. you're right. It's plus 175 Algio by oh, decision. That's why. Lando Venata. Yeah, Venata. That would have been a good fight. I think Felix maybe had a better chance to win that one. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he can't win this fight. Of course he can win, but I, I lean Algio. That's my – I feel like – decently about it so we feel the same <laughs> he actually opened as a minus 160 favorite so the public flipped it again and i'm not sure if i agreed on this one I'm just not seeing a lot from Feely lately all right let's go to the next fight here this is uh as of right now it looks like it's the co-main event because we don't really know if sadiq Yusin's going to stay in the card yeah. so at this point we'll call it the co-main event later in the week there might be a fight that that gets announced for sadiq but i'm 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 not counting on it this fight's also very close. Um, this is actually a pick-em fight, Marcel. Minus 110 each, so it's a pure pick-em. GD and Juquan against Gregory. Robo-Bama. We'll call him Robo-Bama. Robo-Bama, that's it. Love it, right? What do you think, man? I love this fight. What do you think? I think it's one of the best fights in the card. An amazing fight. What do you think? I think it can go... Yeah, definitely. I said it in the beginning already, yeah. Uh, I think it can go both ways in a way of certain way. You know, I mean... Does Robo Obama use his fight IQ in this one? Or does he fall in love with his striking again? Because his striking is fun. But why would you go strike with a striker when you are so much better on the ground? You know what I mean? And that's the thing for me here. So I either think that maybe Shidi can knock him out. But if Robo Obama uses his fight IQ, he should win this fight with his jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? 
So I don't say geez, Shidi is not good on the ground, but he obviously has a, is a better uh, stand-up fighter than he's a ground fighter, in my opinion. Um, I think Rodriguez fights smart this time. Maybe not in the beginning, but I think he can overcome the first round. Maybe get a submission win here. I don't know for sure. But um, I, I honestly think that, that he's going to submit him, man. I think Rodriguez is going to submit him. And I'm going to go crazy. I'm just going to pick first round. Okay, so the odds on him by submission are plus 500. So if you want to bet on that, that's good odds. First round submission for Rodriguez is plus 1,000. So there you go, Marcel. You should put a few bucks on that. I'm on the other end of this one, I guess. I, I like Chidi. I think he knocks him out. That's that's my pick in this awesome. one. Chidi by knockout is plus 325. I just checked. Those are good odds, in my opinion. Um, what round? That's just any round. That's just him by knockout. Oh, you're saying which round am I picking? Yeah. Probably the first, right? I mean, that's always one of the last two. I guess I'll take first round knockout. That is plus 900. Um, that's that's crazy. Yeah, and the dude can also whenever when he stops fighting, he can uh, do something on the radio or yeah, man, his, his, voice. Vo- his voice is just it's just mesmerizing. It's like yeah. I wanted to read me a book to bed, Marcel. I think that was yeah, great. yeah, yeah, exactly. I love this fight. Though. I think both guys are great, but like I, you know, I've kind of questioned Rodriguez's chain ever since that fight with uh, Jordan Williams. I'm still not 100 percent sure about it. I know it's held up, and he's looked great, man. The UFC, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, he's looked phenomenal. I like the guy a lot. I just think Chidi's like legit as well, and he's got a lot of experience. He's looked phenomenal in the UFC with the knockout, back-to-back knockouts. 10, 16 seconds over Barrio, and then he had that spinning back elbow against Dusko. Not only that, but remember the Dusko fight? He almost choked him out, too. So I think the ground game is improving a little bit, too. I, I obviously had favor Obama. Uh, Obama. <laughs> I call him Obama. Rodriguez, if the fight goes to the ground, I would favor him. But I think it stays standing in Oxymo. So that's my pick, guys. Pick him fight. You can go either way, but Chidi by knockout is my pick. A local likes him too by knockout. Yeah, exactly. I think Robocop's uh, his head defense is not great. Marquez is in the last fight was even worse. Talking about Feelys. Yeah, I mean, Feelys definitely fought better opposition, but I just think he's kind of on a decline a little bit, man. And Brito, Brito and, and Brito's not a ranked guy, right? So no. Rodriguez at Kilcliffe. Uh, yes, he is. You know, I love that. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember the last fight when he fought Marquez. I was like, okay, I think Marcus could be him. Because, again, I still question the guy's chin. But my friend, who knows I love uh, the guys at Sanford, was called, I think, a few months ago, up until now, it's Kilcliffe. He was like, dude, you're picking against a Sanford MMA guy? I was like, I know, I'm so crazy. And then he destroys him. So, that should be a good fight. <sighs> All right, let's get to the main event here, Marcel. This is going to be a fun one as well. We got Song Yadong taking on Corey Sanhagen. What a fucking amazing fight. Five rounds. I love the UFC Bantamweight division. Is Like I said... I think it's the best weight class in the sport. I know lightweight's great, but I think Bantamweight is the deepest, best division in the sport right now. This is such a great fight. Right now, we got Corey Sanhagen, a minus-195 favorite. Song Yudong, a plus-165 underdog. Marcel, take it away. Give me your thoughts. Main event of UC Vegas 60. Yeah, great fight, man. I think Song Yudong has looked great lately, man. Knocked out uh, Julio and knocked out Marlon Moraes. Before that, I got the Casey Kenny win. Got one loss against Carla Froze before that. Decision loss, you know, um, Gotta be honest, before that, I also think he lost a few around Steven fights, but he has looked good recently. You know, Corey yeah. Santagen, two fight losing skit, uh, losing to TJ Dillashaw in a fight I think he won, and then he lost to Piotr Jan in a pretty competitive fight, but Jan won the fight. Um, the thing here is like, uh, Song Yadong has probably, in my opinion, has to win early to, to win the fight. That's what I think, because I think Corey Santagen has a good cardio, look good, has fought five rounds before. Song Yadong never has fought five rounds before, at least not in MMA. So, for me, it's here like Santagen fought the better guys, in my opinion. Um, lost only to Piotr Young, to Aljamain Sterling, and controversial decision loss to TJ Dillashaw. But overall, he looked very good in the UFC, in my opinion. Song Yadong has looked good as of lately, but if you look at his earlier fights, and I got to take them that I mentioned as well. I don't think he beat Vera. I don't think he beat Stamen. So that's a difficult one still. But I favor Corey Sante, and I think he takes over as the longer the fight goes. As long as your song Yadong doesn't knock him out early, I think Corey Sante wins four round TKO. That's, I don't know if he knocks him out, but I'm going to pick Sandhagen. I just think this fight's going to be pretty competitive. I think both guys are fucking awesome, man. I think this is such a great fight. Like These guys are both amazing. Um Sanhagen, a little bit more proven. I think he's fought slightly better competition, but Yudong is not a slouch, and he's got a great record, 8-1-1 one one in the UFC. So it's a great record. Um, and I also thought he lost the Vera fight. Actually, it's funny. If you watch that fight, my tweet comes up on the screen, and I'm like, I think Vera won the decision. Yeah. It went the other way. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
I think he's good. He's looked good lately too with the back-to-back knockouts. Um, but I think Corey's proven himself over five rounds, and I, I, I trust that here a little bit more. Um, I think Yadong is good though, man. He's only 24 years old. He's so young, right? He's been in the UFC since he was 19, so that's pretty crazy. But I think you got to favor Corey here. Like you said, could have won TJ fight, was split, it was close. Even the, the Peter Yon fight was very close too. Like, And that kind of experience is so key, I think. So he's been here for the five rounds. He's done it before. I think he does the job again. It would be competitive, but in the end, I think San Hagen wins the decision. You know, quickly take a look at those odds. You said fourth round. Okay, let me see the decision first. One sec. San Hagen by decision. That's kind of what I'm leaning. Um, plus 110. Don't love the odds on that, to be honest. You said fourth round submission? TKO. You said? TKO. Fourth round TKO for San Hagen. Let's take a look right now. It is plus twenty eight hundred, Marcel. Put a few bucks on that if that's your pick. Okay. You have to. So give me Sanhagen by decision. How many bets you guys making a fight card in general? What things you stay away? Um, just if I'm not sure, I'll stay away. I mean, I'm trying to not picture things, but it's just I don't know. It's more of just like the experience. I've talked to this before. Just the experience of betting for a long time, kind of like how you get like that feeling of knowing which ones to bet on and stuff. Depends on the card, man. Honestly, like some cards are a couple bets, some are more. Just depends on the card. Honestly, grow just depends on the card. Green Sanders should win against TJ. It was close. And you're right. The, the TJ and Sterling loss, there's no shame. What's up, Antoine? My weekend was good, man. Glad to, that you asked. Hope your weekend was good as well, uh, brother. So I understand the logic behind this matchup. They're not really the same points in their careers where this makes too much sense. I guess they, I think the UFC might think that Janon can win the fight. That's what I think is happening here. And he could. I think he could, but I think Sanhagen is going to be too much for him. Best looking fight, uh, UFC fight night card after this one. Haven't really taken a look too much at the uh, the future fight. There is no card next week, by the way. We'll still do a podcast, but there's no card. That is weird, time. right? There's no yeah. card next week, then October 1st, and then there's another. Not, uh, I know, it's, I'm surprised by that, right? I wish they did in the summer. I would yeah. enjoy that better. Saying so, hey, against the each advantage he does. So I'm about to say, it could happen. He's very good, but it's but it's five rounds, right? That's You're saying in three. Okay, I see what you're saying. You can win three of the rounds. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I was saying more still have a good chance. Uh, main event winner get Chio next, maybe, maybe, especially if it's Sanhagen. That fight makes yeah. more sense than a rematch of it between him and your dog. So, I feel like you know, a lot of these fights we, we kind of had the same reads, but there was a couple we had a, a little bit of difference of opinion on. Uh, just before we get out of here, Marcel, and by the way, I just want to mention Joe Pfeiffer by knockouts plus 110. That is a steal right now, in my opinion. I think he easily knocks him out, so that's crazy odds. The odds will change once all the other sports books get those um, numbers. All right, let's get to uh, Dana White's contender series really quick, guys. We'll just go through this card. We'll do this one quickly, Marcel. I'll pull up it on uh, on Capology. We'll go through it really fast. I don't want to spend too much time in this card. I'm I'm actually starving, and I want to go eat something. So, Can uh, I put it on the screen? Yes, I'm going to do that right now. Let me pull that up. By the way, UFC just shared something about Elias Theodoro, so that's interesting. Let me pull that up quickly. They just just shared this. Uh, Let me show you guys. They finally shared uh, something. Apparently, Elias, they they posted the viewing information and GoFundMe or whatever, so... That's interesting. But yeah, they just posted this more so. So there you yeah. go. And I'm, I'm sure they'll put that on the screen, I would hope, on uh, on, on Saturday, tomorrow, like you said, or even Saturday. All yeah. right, let's get to these fights really quick, guys. You got Brandon Lewis taking on Daniel Marcos in the first fight. Minus 150 Lewis, plus 130 Marcos. Any thoughts on this fight? We saw Lewis uh, fighting contender before. Yeah, man. Brandon Lewis, he fought Mo Miller last year, I think. Yeah. Um, with, back then, with two undefeated guys against each other. Uh, yeah, he, lo- he lost. Got another fight in the regional circuit, which he won due to injury of his opponent. When he won, now he's back against Daniel Marcos. I'm not really familiar with Daniel Marcos, not going to lie. He's undefeated. That's all all I know about him. You know, Uh, I I checked his record. There is not a a name which I'm like, oh, I, I, I remember this guy or something. So for me, it's kind of a difficult thing to say. Yeah, let's see what happens. You know, I mean, um, I can't give you an honest opinion about this one. He's undefeated, like he's like the stated there, twelve and zero. But I don't know too much about this dude. I don't know about you, but I don't. I don't know anything about him. I'm just being honest with you. Like, yeah, I, sorry. sorry, I should pull this check out his record. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't really know who he's fought. Honestly, with contender, you never know. He might win the fight. I would lean Lewis, just based on the fact I've seen him fight before. But I don't trust him that much, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, I, a, I'm not. I'm not betting on this fight. We know, like, contender's been really hard to bet on. Our boy Johnny's been getting slaughtered, by the way. So, the next fight here, Bruna, Bruna Brazil. Wow, that's interesting name against Mar Marnik Man. Uh, odds on this fight minus one seventy Brazil plus one forty five Man. Any thoughts on this one? 
Yeah, so Bruna Brazil, I hear from a lot of Brazilian people that she's really good, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, sorry, no, her, I, her last name. Yeah, sorry. I understand. <laughs> I understand. She's really good. And if you look at the record, she only has losses to Ariana Carnelosi and Jessica Dalboni, which yeah. are both pretty good fighters. Definitely Dalboni is a really big talent, in my opinion. Um, she got a win over Aline Sandelmeyer. I have, to, I have the feeling like every Brazilian girl in the UFC has a win over her. Um, Marnik Mann. I have seen her fight in LFA before, but that's it. I'm not really, uh, I don't really know her too much. Uh, so it's again difficult to say whatever, but I would, I would favor the Brazilian here probably. Me too. I, I know I'm a little familiar with her, but like this last win, split decision with this girl is not, I think, like that, this Kelly Argus is not very good. So it's not too impressed with her. I would go with Brazil too. But again, it's contenders just really weird this year. Malik Lewis gets Trevor Peak. Actually, I'll start with this one because I actually know these guys. So, uh, Odds it opened as a pick and now it's minus 195 Lewis plus 165 peak. Trevor Peak is a guy I cover for spectation sport. He just knocked out Kama Worthy a couple weeks ago. It was actually a month ago, excuse me. Knocked him out, and that's a nice win. All right. Um, got a lot of knockout power. He's uh, he's looking good. Lewis is also undefeated. Two undefeated guys with all their wins coming by finish. This fight will not go the distance. I, I'm confident this fight does not go the distance. Minus 400, but it's still a good parlay piece, in my opinion. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the underdog Marcel because I actually am pretty familiar with Peak and he's got some crazy power. So I'll pick him to win. Um, but obviously, let's be honest, they're both undefeated prospects. They could go either way. But my pick would be a dog or pass, and I would take Peak. Any quick thoughts? Yeah, I'm more leading the other way. But it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not I'm not convinced. You know, I think I might be one of the better, I might be one of the better fights on the card, maybe. But I agree that the other two fights are above it because those are even better. But uh, these three are fun fights, and uh, I'm picking Lewis, but I'm not sure. Fair enough. Quickly on the other two, Ikram, uh, Alex Skarov against Mario Souza. Odds on this one, uh, Alex Skarov minus 580, Souza plus 440. We have seen Souza on Contender, but Alex Skarov, I'm assuming you're picking this guy. Yeah, man. I think uh, Mario Souza is he's, he's a pretty he's an okay fighter, you know, but I don't think he beats Ikram Alex Skarov. Alex Skarov has one loss, and this guy sounds like Chivayev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's, um, <laughs> And dude is good, you know. He ha- he has also some good wins against uh, Nashan Burrell, Dennis Tiriulin, uh, even against. Hey, he, he, I didn't even know he won against Joey Birkenbos. I can't remember that fight. That is a Dutch guy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking Alex Kirov. I think he's a good fighter. Mario Souza, he's he's not bad either, and he's very long. I, I remember he's like yeah. he's like one six six three. Is he six three? I think, I think he's pretty like big. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm taking Alex yeah. Kirov. Yeah, same pick. I mean, this is this guy's third chance at contender, by the way. He, it's make or break for him, you know. Mm-hmm. And the only other guy I could think of had three chances was Dante Mays, and <laughs> he hasn't panned yeah. out very well. You don't really get three chances at contender. I, I think he loses. Um, this guy's good, and, and he's got some good wins already before coming to UFC. Like, Talunin by stoppage was a nice win, for instance. Final fight, Alan Bogoso against Fareed Basharat. Odds on this one. Basharat minus, uh, minus 295, plus 245, plus 245 Bogoso. I'll start this one again. I like Basharat here. The guy's phenomenal just like his brother great ground game um coming from you know decent promotion octagon like we talked about all finishes but goso also uh has power he had a crazy knock on his last fight this jumping switch knee but i watched this fight again taken down at will in this fight i think it's taken down maybe submitted that's kind of what i'm thinking here so basharat's my pick your quick thoughts yeah basharat by decision i think i think uh he will implement this wrestling uh, ground game so yeah basharat awesome let me just quickly get these comments guys uh, talking about Papuria, that card's awesome. That was a great fight. Uh, yeah, it's true. I agree with this actually. He's talking about you're right, it's it is about staying away from fights. If you, yeah, it, it is about that too. For talking about betting, I know it's crazy. He's getting another shot, right? Glenn, I'm a little surprised by that. Okay, one other thing I want to talk about, we'll get out of here in a sec, Marcel, but I gotta pull this up here because Elias Theodore's family has just posted something on his Instagram. Did you see okay. it? No. They did an hour ago, so we, I guess we were doing the podcast. Okay, let me pull it up here. Last thing we're going to talk about today, guys. We, we started with Elias. We'll end with it. Elias Theodoro answered the final bill yesterday, September 11th, 2022. Passed away peacefully at his home with his family, loved ones, this quarter. After a hard-fought fight with colon cancer, metastasized. It was not liver cancer. It's colon cancer. That's why I was not in a rush to report it after I heard yesterday, because you have to get it right. And the reports yeah. are wrong, guys, unfortunately. Not liver cancer, colon cancer. That's different, and it makes a little bit more sense, right? This affects a lot of young people. It's so sad. It's really sad. Faced his end as he lived his life eternally, rashly, and infectiously optimistic. Also, Catra faced a confidence in post. Make it long story short, there's a viewing in Woodbridge, Ontario, which is about like an hour from me. 
So I can't make it. I don't think on Wednesday I won't be able to, but um, I mean, I would love to go there. Maybe I can, I don't know. I'll have to see. It'd be nice to, to see him. Actually, I can't. I'm doing the podcast with James. I just realized on Wednesday, Parking Shop Podcast. So I won't be able to, but that's awesome, man. And there's a GoFundMe for him if you want to to um, to donate to that. So, yeah. I mean, we started off with the show with, with Elias and we end with it. God bless this guy. Mm-hmm. All right, Marcel. Yeah, I liked him too, yeah. man. He was, he was a good dude. All right, Marcel, let's get out of here. Plug your stuff. Marcel24, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Eurosport.nl, Mixed Martial Arts section. Guys, you can follow me on Twitter at MM Adam Martin podcast as always it's at uh mmeosberger.com like share subscribe tell your friends about it uh also bookies.com for my best bets guys uh miami news for some news and of course mmeosberger.com for all your your uh, betting news and, and updates uh we'll uh we'll be back on monday next monday to uh to recap this card and just want to plug that parking shop wednesday with with uh james that's so gonna be awesome too so definitely check that out great hope point. you guys have a great day marcel thanks again man for doing this it was awesome and i uh, hope you guys have a great weekend Take care.